Hello friends, today we are going to be reading Luke chapter 15. It is 12.39 in the morning right now and I am exhausted, but Jesus has given me the ability to rebuke the spirits trying to keep me from reading this chapter and I am going to get through this with God's help. That being said, let us go ahead and pray over the word that we are about to receive today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for us, Lord, for the many blessings that you continuously pour down into our lives, for everything that we cannot see that you have worked out for our good. Lord, we thank you for being so gracious and kind and merciful and loving for giving us an unfathomable love and for forgiving us time and time again. Lord, we pray today that you allow us the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to really grasp the word that we are about to receive and put it into work into our own lives. Help us to share this word with whoever needs to hear it, Lord, and help us to bear the fruits of your spirit in everything that we do. Holy Spirit, be breathed into us today and help us guide us in each and every step that we take. Help us to be able to discern the messages from your prophets and from the false prophets of the world that we may grow in knowledge and turn away from any voices that are not of God. Lord, we pray for your protection and your strength over any attacks of the enemy today. Though a weapon may be formed against me, it will not prosper in your mighty name. Lord, help us to withstand every trial and tribulation that we must go through today. And help us to have the patience and the peace to make it through to the end of the storm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, so this first section is called The Parable of the Lost Sheep. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who did not need to repent. This next section is called the parable of the lost coin. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp? Sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the last section. It is called the Parable of the Lost Son. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, 
the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So that is the end of chapter 15. I really like that last parable that Jesus talked about, about the son being lost and then found. This just goes to show how merciful God is. No matter how hard we try, we will always fall short every time. But that doesn't matter to God. He just wants us to find him. He just wants us to reach out to him. I had watched a TikTok video and this girl was talking about how God is our father and he just wants his children. So I was compelled to write this Facebook post. Let me read it off for you. Think about this for a minute. You have your first child and you are over the moon. You feel a love you have never felt before. And this child is the most precious thing in the world to you. You watch happily as your child grows and learns and becomes who they are to become. Then your child enters school and kids make fun of your child and tell them they are not good. Sooner or later, you see this start to weigh on your child and they start to believe it. 
You hold your child close, this beautiful human you have created, and tell them not to believe what the other kids say. But no matter how much you love your child, no matter how many times you point out everything that makes your child amazing, they never believe what you say. You have to sit back and watch as your child becomes a shell of the person they once were. This is how God feels watching us be so negative towards ourselves, the most beautiful thing he's created. This is how God feels watching us believe all the lies that the devil feeds us. This is how God feels when we fail to turn to him time and time again, but instead wallow in self-pity and depression because we believe the lie that we will never be anything more than a failure. Don't listen to these lies any longer. God's heart aches for you to return to him. He has always been there waiting for you, and whether you seek him or not, there he will remain. Take some time to think about how much you are truly worth. That oldest son was upset that his father just so readily brought in the youngest son and had a whole party because the son was back. But wouldn't you, as a parent, be so overjoyed if one of your children had gone missing for years and you thought they were lost and never could be found again and then they came back to you wouldn't you throw a party wouldn't you move mountains for this child obviously you do not love the other child less but he has always been there and you have been watching him grow and learn and you knew that he was safe but the other child you didn't know if they were safe or not this is the same for christians who have been in the word of god for so long and they are living righteous lives yes god loves us but he knows that we are okay because he has us in the palm of his hands it's the ones that are so far from him that won't even take the time to think about him. Those are the ones that he is overjoyed by whenever they decide to come back to him. These are the ones that we are told to go out and to try and rein back into God's love because that's what they're missing in their life. And not only are they missing God in their life, but he's missing them. He misses us. So if you know somebody who just hasn't really been on the right path, maybe they're trying to figure out what's missing from their life. Take a second and just tell them that God loves him. And make sure to pray for your family members. That's all the time that I have for today. I hope that you guys enjoyed this chapter. And until next time.